All right, welcome to Political Football. My name is Dave. I'm here with Khalif. Scott will be joining us in a few minutes. Um, so this week, this week we're going to be talking about Joshua Dobbs. I know you're excited about that, Khalif. We're going to be talking about yeah. CJ Stroud. And we're for sure going to be talking about the New York Jets. So oh, political football. <laughs> and uh, here we go. All right, once again, thank uh, Network President Matty Ice for uh, for that wonderful that wonderful new intro we have here. By the way, I realized when I was editing the audio version last week that that mm-hmm. intro is only music. Like, it doesn't have us talking. So on the nice. podcast, it's just 30 seconds of music. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for the audio listeners, my apologies. I mean, I get it's not bad music, um, but there is a video element to that. YouTube live stream link in the show notes. If you want to uh, subscribe and come watch us as we do the show, do the show live. Thank you everybody who's here right now. Please uh, like the show. Uh, if you're in the chat, helps us out, helps us out quite a bit. Um, Khalif, just in general, what did you think about this past week of football? I mean, honestly, um, I couldn't put it into work. I can arc- articulate what i was seeing well that's okay you only um, host the podcast so it's not important if you can't articulate it yeah i i, I um <laughs> as you can see in my name in my name today i lost a little coin because <laughs> and you text me right as i was losing my shirt i was like arthur smith is inevitable <laughs> um I thought I thought it was I thought it was a very entertaining. I thought it was like a meaninglessly entertaining week of football. Yeah. Right? Because the Vikings don't matter and the Texans don't matter and the Bucks don't matter. And like everything that made it really entertaining, besides the Bengals, really didn't matter all all that much. But we'll go ahead and get into it here. We got uh Jake says salad intro should have used Cleve Mark Davis Photoshop picture though. I mean, Jake has already taken a video. Do that because they kicked the shit out of us last night. So good win. Yes. Good win, bro. Good win. Yeah. Um, and you know the Lions play the Chargers this week. Oh, cool. He might be two for two, but I doubt that. Yeah, yeah. So Jake says need Cleve to bend the Jets knee for that Monday night football massacre versus the Bolts. Uh don't worry, Cleve. Uh House House Lions will will uh avenge avenge. Please. You. Please um, though. Although I guess the Lannister were the were the House of Lions on Game of Thrones, and so maybe that's not <laughs> maybe that's not the best. Um, uh, so going all the way back to Thursday night, and I don't know if it's the time change. Last week, the Thursday night game felt like it was three years before before we did the show. Mm-hmm. Cleve, without even looking, who actually played on Thursday? Like, what were the two teams? <laughs> I'll, in all seriousness, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> exactly. I I actually had to look it up. Like normally, wow. I normally like when I go to make my notes, I can remember the who played who. 
and usually yeah. the final scores, and I just double check them after I type them up. I could not for the life of me remember who played on Thursday, but it was the Titans at the Steelers. That's why. <laughs> I actually watched. I actually watched some of it. What I can endure of it because yeah, um, it 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 was just so bad. It's bad. For yeah, it it was not good. The only things that I really took away from uh, this game was that a Will Levis did not light it up against the real defense. Um, you know, once he had to deal with TJ Watt and not just Atlanta, he, you know, he faced some problems, but man, this dude has an absolute cannon attached to his shoulder. I mean, this dude can actually throw that ball over them. They're mountains. I mean, it wasn't surprising that he got named to starter for the rest of the way because they, they, I guess they saw enough to, to kind of roll with them the rest of the way. Yeah. But they're, I mean, they're not going anywhere, obviously. So they're just going to see what, what he got, you know? Yeah. Yeah, which again though makes the decision not to trade Derrick Henry for if you get yeah, two I a mean, fourth and a sixth, get something. I mean, that was egregious. And you know, we were texting, I think we were texting during the game, and I had accused you of of uh of telling me that Pickett was the guy, but then you uh you rolled tape on me <laughs> to yeah. defend oh, your man. honor. <laughs> so I apologize. Yeah. Then and I'll apologize again on air. I'm, 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 I thought I, I thought someone told me this guy was good. And so yeah, so there are many you. things I'm willing to be accused of, but I'm I'm definitely willing to own my horrible takes. It might take me a while to admit that they were horrible, but I will eventually own them. But I will not sit here and let you accuse me of ever seeing Kenny Pickett was good. <laughs> I will call every character witness possible to defend so my honor. It's so bad. <laughs> is um is Mason Rudolph on that team and um what's the other guy? It was Mason and some other weird name. Duck uh, Duck Duck Hodges. Yeah, are they still there? I don't even know. I, I don't. Even I have uh, I have no idea. The back was Mitch Trubisky. So Mitch. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, I never said Kenny Pickett was good. I never said he was going to be good. Um, in fact, I said that the only thing he did that I liked was. The fake slide, which is pretty baller. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was on record saying that Jordan Addison got him drafted in the first round. He only broke out as a fifth-year player. Um, did not put up big numbers before that. Like, I just, I was never in on Kenny Pickett, especially where he was drafted. Okay. Right? It's like a third-round pick. Fine. And see if you got something, right? But in a... Um, in a in a world where Jalen Hurts is a second round pick, Kenny Pickett should never be a first round pick. <laughs> uh, Paul saying this is a very internet comment. Paul saying I think Duck Hodges got milkshake ducked almost immediately. Cleve, do you know what it means to get milkshake ducked? No, um, is that a white thing or something? I'm not sure what that means. I I don't I don't think so. It's definitely an internet thing. Um so there's uh there's there's a meme, it's a tweet, and it's and it says look at this duck drinking a milkshake, isn't it cute? And then five minutes later, I regret to inform you the duck is racist. Basically, like, <laughs> basically, like every time something good comes along that you think you like, it ends up being just something horrible hidden underneath it. Wow! Um, and so that's <laughs> what it means to get milkshake ducked. 
Um, All right, I gotta look that up. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I'm looking this up because because I know I know that I joke that you're a boomer, but you're not actually a boomer. So I thought maybe you were you were aware of of the milk the milkshake duck. Um, Cleve, last thing from this game: the Steelers. Who has more wins now, the Steelers, the Bills, or the 49ers? Steelers, Bills, or the 49ers? Um, 49ers just dropped three. Um, Steelers. They're all the same. They're all the same. They all have five five, wins. uh, Five and three? Yeah, five and three. Wow. Yeah, they all have five wins. How? All right. Dolphins 14 at the Chiefs 21. A game played in Frankfurt, Germany. Now, I made plans to get up and watch this game because these are two like kings that actually matter. We'll get mm-hmm. we'll do our little weekly preview. Yeah. We'll look at the Frankfurt game coming up this week. I'm not waking up early just for this one, but I got up early to watch this game. Cleve, did you start watching this game at the beginning? No, I actually admitted to you guys that I wasn't going to watch the game because I had stuff to do. I ended up catching like highlights and stuff, but there was no way I could got up that early with training and work and all of that. It was no way I could have did that. I mean, yeah. I was one of those people that's mad at the NFL for having this game. <laughs> um, so then. what's in, what's interesting about this game is that at halftime, the Chiefs were up 21 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And then the game finished 21 to 14. And the game was actually played very evenly. Okay. Like the Chiefs dominated the first half. The Dolphins dominated the second half. The difference in the game was at the end of the first half. After the two-minute warning, Tyreek Hill was stripped on a short pass that Kansas City recovered. They did this like cool lateral thing yeah. where the safety ended up returning it for a, for a fumble six for a touchdown. And that one play was really the difference in the entire game. Otherwise, Kansas City dominated the first half. Miami dominated the second half. In fact, Patrick Mahomes was seen on the sideline in the second half really getting into the rest of the offense because the Chiefs could not do anything in the second half. Wow. Ben says, Ben says, y'all got up early to watch this game. I left work early to watch this game. Wow. Uh, uh, I mean, what do you want, Ben? I'm built different. I don't know what to tell you. Oh. <laughs> uh, I didn't write down any of the stats from this game. I didn't think anybody really stood out. The only thing from this game that really stood out to me is that before the game, Tyreek Hill said, quote, the Chiefs are going to get this work. <laughs> You got to be careful what you say, man. <laughs> you got to be careful what you say. And then he fumbled the game away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. Like, I'm a big fan of revenge games or so-called revenge games, but I'm not a big fan of, like, talking shit. Talk shit afterwards. But, like, yeah, they got that work. Like, talk in the yeah. past tense, you know, if, if you win. Yes. Or, I mean, I-, I do think that's a little cowardly. I do think you should talk your shit ahead of time. <laughs> but I think you have to pick your spots. You have to pick your spots because the Chiefs won a Super Bowl as soon as he left as well, right? Mm-hmm. So we can't just be like, it was all me. I made that offense go. Without me, they can't win, right? I should be getting some of Mahomes' check. Like, you can't say any of that because they won without him. So this is not the specific situation where I would be talking junk like that. But mm-hmm. I do think you have to talk it ahead of time if you're going to talk it. I mean, it's a revenge game. I mean, we were pumped yeah. to well, pumped to see his return and you know see how that goes. But but it would have been nice to be him going into Arrowhead, yes, lighting them up like that would have been great. And I would have loved to see what reaction he got from the crowd. 
Yeah. Like, did they I'm, cheer for him because he was such a great player for them? Are they mad at him for basically insisting he get traded and then talk his shit? Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough spot. I mean, I, I never would have fashioned Aaron, Arrowhead to be that kind of place, but you never know what the fan the fandom feels uh now. No, yeah, I I agree. I think that um I think Arrowhead would would have given him I, I don't think they would have booed him necessarily. But it would not have been a warm welcome. But you're right; it would have been great to have seen to have seen that. But instead, we got to send a game between two of our best teams to Germany. So <laughs> insane. Now, one of the three best games of the day: Vikings 31 at the Falcons 28. As you can see from my name here, I'm a lifelong Josh Dobbs fan. Nice. I've never said anything negative about him on the show ever. I've also gone back and scrubbed all the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I um well I instantly became a fan because I, I I root for an underdog kind of guy, but um I remember watching something on TikTok when he got traded. Um he he kind of chronicled what happens to players that that get traded like mid season or you know within a week or two of, of them where where like you're not like you're not solid on the roster so like, things could happen to you like just like that. And yeah. he kind of chronicled like how you know how his stuff gets shipped, where he's gonna go. Um, I, I forgot about that thing in in Arizona where they didn't have the guy's jersey. Correct. Door. What the fuck? And they had guys on there. I'm like, they got that guy's jersey in there, <laughs> and not <laughs> your quarterback that's winning a couple of games. <laughs> and he was getting it for our fans, which is which is kind of you know it, it was kind of messed up, but yeah. But um, yeah. I, have, I have a couple things, and I'll let you go first about this game and. Okay, so I do want to set it up for the for the audience here, just in case they didn't see it or aren't aware. So Josh Dobbs got traded from the Browns to the Cardinals two weeks before the season to start for the Cardinals. He starts up until the trade deadline. Kyler will be coming back this week. So he became expendable in Arizona. Arizona trades him to the Vikings after the Kirk Cousins injury. So he got to Minnesota on Tuesday. Thank uh, Halloween. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So he um, did not take any reps in practice, right? Or no first-team reps anyways, but I don't think he took any reps. He didn't take any practice snaps from the center. He didn't even know the cadence for this game because Jaron Hall was going to start, a, a rookie from BYU was going to start this game while Dobbs got up to speed. Okay, so what happened is that um, Jaron Hall got a concussion like midway through the first quarter. So now Josh Dobbs has to come in. As soon as he figures this out, you can see him on the sideline, like working out the cadence. That was insane. With the offensive line. That was insane. I mean, just, yeah, just sick. And then something I found out after the fact is that because he doesn't know the terminology the team uses, the coach would just tell him the play in his ear. He would repeat the nonsense that he just heard from the coach. And then the coach would translate it for him. Yeah, that was insane. Like, so, you know, it would be like the coach would say, you know, 12 triple Y spider personnel X, Y left on four. And then he would be like, okay, that means we're going to line up like this. This receiver is going to do this and that. Yeah, this guy's got a hard slant post, uh, post right. square and, right. you know, uh, to the flat. Pick right. A guy. Right. <laughs> and then he would like just pick it up immediately. Well, yeah, so that, so yeah, I'm following off that. So that part, but then he also went really quickly 
And that's a kudos to him being a smart guy, but also being a quarterback, like the quarterback that actually studies film. You know, I, yeah. I don't see on that. <laughs> Could have did that. But yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. So in this game, Josh Jobs goes 20 of 30 for 158 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, seven rushes for 66 yards and a touchdown. He did get sacked for a safety. He did also fumble the ball in his own uh, territory. They got returned to the goal line, which we'll get to what happened there. But those are uh, those are like right at the very start. Yeah. I think – oh, it's funny. Paul's got a good comment here. He says, Josh Dobbs' 2023 deserves a display in the Hall of Fame. To me, this performance uh, for Minnesota in this situation is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Um, I, I I would second that as well, and I, and I'll tell you why. Go ahead, you got the floor. So yeah, so I think that to come in after five days, like he didn't even know the full names of most of his teammates. But like he was yeah. shouting them out by number, like good catch yeah. eight seven, because like yes, he has, <laughs> he has no idea who they are. Um, <laughs> so like when he doesn't know their tendencies, he doesn't know like oh, do they like these passes hard and away or like yeah, he knows nothing about them. And yeah. he comes in, wins a game on the road against what should be a good team, but isn't because of their dipshit coach we'll get to here. But to me, uh, David Kitchen, uh, host of the Swolecast, Roto-Grinders on Twitter, said that there isn't an award that exists that you could give Josh Dobbs for this, but they need to invent one. <laughs> True that. Because, I mean, we, <laughs> we've seen Baker come in, you know, for the ramp and, like, you know, with a couple of days and kind of basically get the game plan. But this is a guy that's been in – Three different offenses, offenses or four in the last calendar year. Yeah, five and teams in two years. Yeah, it, I mean that alone right there to come in and, and digest that—that's insane. But what was most impressive by me was that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think there was a false start in the game for him, um, which means he the, yeah. the cadence was perfect. Like he picked yes. that up quickly. There was no false start. Uh, he was also told that if he if he doesn't have anything to use his legs because he's an athletic enough quarterback where he can kind of get, and he got out of a couple of, you know, yes. he had to scramble for his life on a couple of those, but he was poised. Uh, didn't show a lot of panic. I mean, imagine, I mean, he put it kind of, kind of cool when he said that, he, you know, imagine studying for AP France and showing up for a Spanish exam, which is, okay. but as a, as when I read up about his smarts and how, you know, how he is and what he did in college and, and what he does in his spare time. I was more impressed with, with that. So I likened him seeing that playbook on Friday for a couple of hours to like reading cat and Hat because he was able to process that really quickly where again, and this is, this is going to be a direct shot to my quarterback where we have a guy in the building three years and he can't digest milk and cookies. Like, I just don't, I don't fucking, I don't, it's a, it's such an impressive thing to, to, because we all seen from years of watching football, how hard quarterbacking can be uh, for even talented guys. And mm -hmm. to be thrust into a moment, which pretty much kind of, you know, it, it says a lot about who he is and, and um, he, he got all the credit, man. I mean, but that, that OC having to digest and the guy was like i'm still giving them information as he's walking because they shut the mics off after a while like i think it's like a it's a rule in the nfl you can't talk all the way up until the play is snapped so yeah. your mic so your helmet goes dead after a while so he had to regurgitate all of that back get the get the protection right 
and then get the guys lined up. And like and like and like you said, not knowing if if I gotta throw it soft here, hard here, if this guy's gonna be flying into the route, if he's gonna stutter step, he doesn't know any of that stuff, the nuance of any of that, other than okay, this guy's running a post probably. So so hopefully he runs all the way through the route. Impressive. And he did have Justin Jefferson. And um and uh, a, I think it was another another uh lineman was out that insane, bro. I mean, you can't yeah. give you can't that's the type of shit that movies get written about. Not that game, but his his journey. When you got guys who who come into this league and feel entitled to being on a squad where this guy's just trying to make a name and yeah. he, <laughs> I mean, I hope and, he gets on somewhere. And you mentioned you 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 made an allusion to um you know, his smarts what he does in his spare time. So for folks that don't know, Josh Dobbs is literally a rocket scientist. <laughs> like you say, oh, doesn't take a rocket scientist. Like he's literally a rocket scientist. He 4. hangs 0. out at NASA. He hangs out at NASA. He's got an aerospace engineering degree from Tennessee that he got in three years, by the way. Um while playing while playing division one football. <laughs> yeah, at a at a high level. Um yeah. So anyways, not impressive at all. Um but yeah, so somebody gave him the one of the best glosses I've ever heard. Did you hear what they're calling him now? His nickname? Yeah, the astronaut. The astronaut. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's 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 pretty cool. Nickname. That's pretty cool. That's pretty that cool. is one of the best. I hope he I hope he trademarks that before somebody else does and makes money on that. If he has a great great season. <laughs> and then Paul says Josh Dobbs all time QB for Raiders Jets this weekend. <laughs> Man, I um, I yo, but honestly, when, and I know we're gonna get to the Jets game. Watching yeah. watching the Jets game made me even more upset at my team because again, yeah. you can see a guy go do that, and a guy that's been in our system, albeit the line is dog shit, can't can't get an offense going, <laughs> going to be competitive in the game. Yeah, bro. Um couple other Minnesota notes in this game before we get over to the to the Atlanta side and yes this game is going to take a, a good chunk of time because we got to get into Atlanta too um Cam Akers the running back or his other Achilles oh so this is now both of them one in July 2020 July 2021 and the other one now um mm. that's that's GG for him in the NFL as a running back both Achilles. Yeah, you yeah, you need you need the cut the jump cut ability. You need like you need that. Yeah, you need that. Bro. Yeah. So um, so that's that's rough. That's rough for um uh for Cam Akers. And then for the Vikings, Justin Jefferson, his practice window has opened up, so they have three weeks to put him back on the active roster. And not known if he's gonna be playing yet, but it's uh it's out there for him. Okay, so the Vikings won this game, but it was only made possible by the ongoing dumbassery of Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. <laughs> um, so Dobbs comes in the game, fumbles, Falcons return it down to the one yard line. The ensuing set of downs, the Falcons go uh false start back to the six. Little toss pass play to Janu Smith for five yards, back to the one. <laughs> Jet sweep to tight end Janu Smith. No yards. Um, and then 
did they kick the field goal? I can't remember. They didn't. They didn't score a touchdown. Is the point? No, they didn't so, score a touchdown. As a reminder, this team has Bijan Robinson and Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Both uh, who can be weapons in in that in in that uh, part of the field. Like it's a yes. no brainer, right? So Rich Rebar, uh, Lord Reeves, who works for Smart Football, he tweeted that the Falcons have now converted fifty three percent. 9 of 17 of their goal-to-go possessions for touchdowns, 30th in the league. Cleve, I'm going to name you players that have more carries inside the five-yard line than B. B. John Robinson. Are you ready? Go. Tank Bigsby. Okay. Josh Kelly. Andrew Beck. Wow. Does the name Andrew Beck sound familiar? Mm-mm. Tank okay, Tank first, Bigsby does. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Run, that's his, running, his, that's his name is Tank back. Bigsby. I mean, yeah. it's a hell it's, of a, it's a running back. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew Beck is a fullback for the Texans. Wow. He's the fullback that returned the kickoff for a touchdown earlier this year. Okay. That's where you might know the name, but he's a fullback on the Texans. Craig Reynolds. Don't have no idea who that is. That is the third string running back on the Detroit Lions. Roshan Johnson. That a real person? Roshan Johnson is a rookie for the Bears who backed up Bijan Robinson in college. <laughs> wow. Damian Harris. Devon Achan, who has been out for four weeks. That's the that he he's on the Dolphins, right? Yes. Yeah. And James Cook, who is a pass catching specialist running back for Buffalo. It's unbelievable. With you couldn't, you couldn't give him a coloring book with numbers on it to color in the lines, and he would get it right. No, he would. He, what he would do is that he would color the numbers incorrectly and claim <laughs> that he's being creative and that we're just stuck inside of our bubble thinking. But the colors would be in such a way that you could no longer tell what the picture is. <laughs> I just got a visual of that. It, you know, we're fucking around, but it's this is. I don't know how many people are on the planet right now. Like, meaning on the planet, I don't know if it's whatever we're, billion. We're approaching eight billion. We're not quite there okay. yet, but we're getting there. So, eight billion people on the planet, right? There's 32 jobs that you have. One of them, you're yes. one of 32, right? Coveted job. You're one of 32 of these people on the planet. And I think a 12-year-old kid playing Madden would know to use his tight end, pass-catching, great athletic, or your running back in that situation. Yeah, because on Madden, Madden, you can go through the playbook and select from a menu of plays based on who you want to get the ball. (laughs) There you go. So you can be like, show me Bijan plays, and then just (laughs) pick one. Show me Kyle Pitts plays, and then just pick one. Um, Arthur Smith is the worst type of incompetent because he's not only inept. I, I'm convinced he is more concerned about being proven right than he is about winning football games. The status thing with him. I think it's the status thing. And he is, and I, I do have a bias here. Because he is, you know, he's Arthur Smith Jr., right? 
Yeah, you told me something about his dad being the founder of FedEx or some shit. Is Correct. That right? Yeah, Arthur Smith Sr. is the founder of FedEx. So, you know, dad is a just mega billionaire, of course, mm-hmm. um, for founding such a successful company. And Arthur Smith is condescending to people, right? He called the media kept pestering him about why he hadn't benched Desmond Ritter for Taylor Heineke a couple weeks ago. He called it toxic groupthink and then made the switch a week later. Did you see him talking shit to Kurt Warner? Yeah. Right? Kurt Warner literally begged groceries to try to keep his dream of playing in the NFL alive. And listen, I think Kurt Warner's kind of a tool, if we're being honest. But you can't take away from him his dedication and perseverance to get to where he is. As Dion would like to say, or Dion um, most famously said, I got a I got a gold jacket I didn't pay for. So we right. can stop right there. I if I'm Kurt, I'm I'm tweeting out the jacket in the closet with the plastic <laughs> on it. Fuck you. <laughs> right. Right. Like, you know, it's it's one thing to disagree with something Kurt Warner has to say about your football team. It's another thing to like start personally denigrating him as if like he can't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Especially not even the same stratosphere, like, bro. Arthur's Arthur Smith is 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 dense and disconnected and kind of the way you would expect a billionaire to be, right? Like, bro, you can't go around talking about what has this guy done to prove to prove anything. He's the grocery <laughs> well, beggar turned Super Bowl MVP. Wait a minute. I mean, I know they were beat, but he said that. He said, What has this guy done? Yeah. Holy um, shit! You're fucking gonna, joking. I'm, sorry, you're I'm, fucking I'm joking. Find it now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote him. I'm gonna quote him one <laughs> second because I don't have it. I know, I know that it's not is far insane. away. And and then he shaves um, the dumbass mustache. Yeah. So yeah. So he shaved the mustache <laughs> at the start of No Shave November. What? Like, bro, I, I was this ready for you to deliver. Like, I was ready for you to deliver. When that. you grow the stupid mustache. Bro, eat, so, with, eat soup with a fork, like I told you. Eat soup with the fork. Yeah, so Kurt Warner went on social media and, like, broke down some of the Falcons' offensive struggles, right? And as you mentioned, Kurt Warner is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, so that doesn't mean he's right, but it isn't David Cleveland went on social media to break down the Falcons' struggles. If Arthur Smith said to me, what do you know? Who are you? I'd be like... Kind of fair. You're wrong, yeah. but fair, right? Yeah. This is Kurt Warner. Two franchise saved. Right. <laughs> Arthur Smith says, quote, I don't care. I really don't. Everybody has their opinions. He's welcome to come down here to our meetings. I would actually embrace that. I'm sure he gets paid a lot of money. I could give a rat's whatever. Unless you're in the building with our guys who know what is asked of them and know what really is going on, then he sort of trails off. Then he says, you have guys who get a hot take when they look at something, and that's probably not what was intended to happen. Maybe a mistake happened. I think sometimes people get a microphone, and the further they are away from the game, they feel they know something. Maybe he can solve some of the world's problems too. Wow. You know, I mean, Kurt's also a big philanthropist. Yes. And does a lot of of stuff in the Christian community. He's so, like, he needs a handler. He needs a handler. So when the, the tapos are like, oh, wait, 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 wait let me let, let me see the tweet first. 
Bro, don't, don't shipping and handling is what the family does. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, handling should be something that comes natural to him. That's literally how, what they do is handle things. Well, obviously, if he's coaching, daddy doesn't want him nowhere near the company. <laughs> Go coach. Go coach no. a team. Well, this, this goes to show, like, Arthur Smith and Kendall Roy are the exact same person, except Kendall Roy is somewhat likable. That's a Succession reference. I realize he clearly may not have watched Succession. Um, yeah. But I guarantee you a lot of listeners are going to understand what I'm talking about here. Um, yeah, this guy is just like... Um, oh, wait. Uh, uh, Paul says, Washington called Ohio's right to abortion amendment. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. So that puts Ohio and Michigan as places where abortion will remain legal. Excellent. Yeah, it is election day. It is election day here in Virginia as well, so... We're waiting to get these results. Um, no, no mystery for our for our part of the state here, Cleve. Uh-huh. Yeah. We had one Democrat run unopposed. The other one's going to win ninety to ten. But yeah, I still did my duty. Still turned out. Still turned out to vote. Arthur Smith is not only does is he bad at coaching football. I think he's. I think he's probably just bad. Like I think he's toxic and a jerk. And I think he's just bad in general. Because like, like I said, like rich man douche. Yeah. Like I said, I actually think Kurt Warner is kind of a tool. Like I don't enjoy listening to Kurt Warner break down game film. What I wouldn't do is mock him for making a lot of money after he's begging groceries to get back in the league and God, disregard what he story. had to say about football. Cause he's Kurt Warner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't, most of these coaches have played on some level, either college or, or something they've they've done it on some level, or they I don't think he's done any of this. So to attack a Hall of Famer, whether you agree with him or not, you could have took the high road and be like, hey, you know, if he wants to come down here and show us how it's done, yeah, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Come down and do it. Come teach my quarterback how to quarterback. Yeah, right? I'll give you I'll give you another example. <laughs> I'll give you another example. Dan Orlovsky, who I also mm-hmm. who I think is a mega tool, yeah, is not in the Hall of Fame. It is most famous for running out of the back in the end zone. Still should not be talked to like this by Arthur Smith if he were to. Oh yeah, the same no, yeah, of course. I right? mean, like I said, Dan, Dan's got on me. He's played in the NFL. Like I, I can't knock a guy because the, the the um the odds of making it to that to to that league is incredible. So I, right. I mean, as much as I bag on him and all that, I, I would never disrespect him like that. It's fucked up. Yeah. So. Just putting aside what makes Kurt Warner Kurt Warner, it's just not an appropriate way to to talk to people. And notice, notice last week that when Deontay Johnson was talking about the refs, we didn't say, "Oh, Deontay Johnson shouldn't say that or whatever." Like he was hard; he was going in on the officials, but he mm-hmm. wasn't like. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I'm saying about Arthur Smith here? Like well, he's a jerk. See, and then we can wrap we can wrap this up because we have other yeah. football. But the thing about the thing about the Smith thing that makes it so stupid. Is that like you? <laughs> you are making idiot moves coaching this team, and anyone that says anything about you, you're, you're putting a flamethrower to them. I'm like, bro, you. Someone wants to tell you, hey, you. Do you know what you're doing out here? Do Do you actually know what your job is? Because they're just blowing leads, like they're just giving games away to people. You just lost to a guy that showed up like four days prior. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> just showed up. Yeah, you're yeah, you're out here talking off, all the yeah. shit to Kurt Warner. They just got dunked down by a guy who didn't even know his teammates' <laughs> names. 
Right. Stay humble, my yeah, guy. We can, we can like, leave it there. Yeah, we can yeah. leave it there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Some like drop. Okay. Uh, shout out, shout out to Emmanuel. What's up, y'all? Hope all is well. Um, we will be talking about the Ravens here coming up shortly. Emmanuel's a big Ravens guy. Ben says UPS is objectively better than FedEx. Atlanta should find their founder's son to be the coach. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing: Atlanta is owned by the guy who owns the Home Depot, and Lowe's is better than Home Depot, so they just got all oh, the second oh, best. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're in Georgia, so they could probably get a Coca Cola person in there too, which we all know is second best to Pepsi. Yeah, I said it. All right. From well, there, tell you offline, and and we could probably share it. <laughs> we could probably share it another time. I have a horrific home, um, home Depot story. Horrific. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's, that's it's, a, it's life changing. It's life changing. It changed my life. They, yeah, that sounds ahead. that sounds per, that sounds perfect for a free agency uh free agency show <laughs> when like only two people sign. Um, <laughs> okay. From that exciting Vikings-Falcons game, Bears 17, Saints 24. I'm going to take this one real quick, okay, Khalif? Um, sure. The Saints are going to win the NFC South because Arthur Smith is an idiot. Um, I remember <laughs> nothing about this game besides Cole Komet catching two touchdowns. Cleve, anything on this game? Nada. No. Uh, hopefully Justin Fields comes back soon. Next game, Rams 3 at the Packers 20. There is no evidence this game actually happened. You Nobody guys, saw I mean, it, you guys. But the Rams just signed Carson Wentz today. <laughs> Carson yes. back in the league. He's yes, Carson Wentz. League. Carson Wentz signed with the because because Brett Brett Rippin. It's a tough one for me. Brett Rippin, <laughs> nephew of Mark Rippin, um, is so bad that they had to go get Carson Wentz in case Stafford's <laughs> thumb gets hurt again. Um, and I don't care what my job is. I don't care if I get hired to be a six foot four ginger. If I lose my job to Carson Wentz, it's over. <laughs> um, Packers wide receiver Christian Watson hurt his back, chest, and got concussed all on the same play. Damn. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he's he's day to day. The concussion protocol is actually the longest. Uh, looks like it's going to be the biggest issue to getting back to the field. But yeah, back, chest, concussion, one play. Damn. <laughs> um, Commanders 20 at the Patriots 17. <sighs> Bill Belichick um, is down really bad. So the Commanders traded their best defensive players at the deadline are not even trying to win. <laughs> Sam Howell threw a horrible interception in the end zone to, one of, to end one of those promising drives of the day for Washington, and Washington still won. Um, I got a I got a couple of things. So I was in the camp until this game. I was in the camp of Belichick riding the currency of the six chips and the Patriot way and all that came with it. All the fan failed the glory. Um, I I forgot that he's, he's the kind of guy that got rid of guys like mid season in season. Um, he cut yep. a couple, he cut, he got rid of Randy Moss, like all the fame, Randy Moss, like jettisoned. So, I don't think that uh, he should. I mean, I don't know about firing him in season, but he's definitely not the coach next year for me. Like, they, no, like, they just they signed him to an extension. Jesus. Are they, well, they're definitely the quarterback, but I, th I think the league's passed him by. And it's also with every loss in these last two years, it's deafening that Tom Brady was the Patriot way. 
Yeah. So that's the thing. Like it is clear. It, you said it exactly right. The Patriot way just means Tom Brady being the goat and making up for all the deficiencies everywhere else. Yes. Yes. He masked all the stink. Like he, yes. he made it work with whoever it was and it was probably brilliant coaching, but he was, if I had to say who was better or who made, who made the franchise, it's Tom Brady. It's undoubtedly Tom Brady. Went, <laughs> Tom Brady. Went on a, another chip <laughs> without you. It he is, went on another chip without you. It's clear now, three years after Brady left the Patriots, that Tom Brady's better than we thought. He actually yeah. did, like, his his accomplishment is even much more difficult than we thought before. Yeah. Bill Belichick might not even be a agree. good coach. See, I, I'm teetering. I'm teetering to that. <clears throat> I'm not there just yet, but. Yeah, I he's definitely I'm not, sold. He that. definitely hasn't always been a bad coach, but there's mm-hmm. what evidence is there that Bill Belichick is a good head coach? He's a B or better head coach. I can I can get behind that. It's just Brady, all the evidence is connected to Brady. Yeah. I mean, like I said, every every loss and every and every game since it's 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 damning. It's like wow. <laughs> Yeah. And, and you got rid of Brady early. Like, you, you pushed him out and, of the door. And it's not just at the Patriots. Every one of his assistant coaches goes and tries to do the Patriot way somewhere else, and it always fails. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Because the Patriot way is just Tom Brady. Yeah, you you get fired. You owe, you, you owe a guy a ton of money, and you fire him at 1 o'clock in the morning. That's, that's a lot. Yes. About the, mut- the mutiny in your locker room that was getting ready to swell up. And I don't even like Tom Brady. Right. Like, I don't, I don't like, I mean, obviously I appreciate him as a quarterback, but I don't, I don't like him. Like, I'm not a fan of his either personally Mm. or as a football player. Right. Like I like Lamar Jackson. I root for Lamar Jackson playing quarterback because I think he's awesome and he's fun to watch and all that. I like Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't like Tom Brady because he went to Michigan. So we might think that I do, but I, I I don't, (laughs) Uh, but he's even better than we thought. Yeah. I'll give you that. Um, they look bad. Yeah. They look fucking bad, dude. Yes, the Commanders somehow won this game. I have, I have no idea. Um, all right, next game here. I said we'd get to this one: Seahawks three at the Ravens thirty-seven. Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. Yeah. So first, that that was my thought too, right? Because three weeks ago they play the Lions, they murder the Lions. Lamar puts up these huge numbers, right? Plays out of his mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's a tweet from uh, Justin Herzig, uh, best ball mania one champion. In the past two weeks, the Ravens have put up 68 points. In those games, Lamar Jackson has accounted for one touchdown. Wow. They could win without him. <laughs> That's insane. This team is able to, and the Seahawks are not a bad team. No, they're not. They're not a right. bad team. They're not a bad team at all. And 37 to three. And again, when they beat the Lions, who are also not only not a bad team, the Lions are actually a really good team, and they destroyed the Lions. It's because Lamar was just on point, playing crazy good. But now we've seen from the Ravens, they don't even need that to win games. This this performance here tells me that the Ravens, early in the year I called the Ravens unserious because of losses to the Colts and the Steelers. This stretch of games here tells that not only are they serious, they're built to win in the playoffs because they can have their quarterback take it away 
and crush good teams, that means they have their quarterback taken away and squeak by bad, uh, squeak by really good teams. Yeah. Good take. That's a good take. Let me see here. Um, yeah, really though, the Ravens should be undefeated. I mean, they've lost to the Colts and the Steelers. I don't even know how. I like, watching that. I'm like, how did how did this? How did Mike Tomlin beat beat you guys? Right. <laughs> how did Kenny right. Pickett beat you guys? Holy shit. Yep. Um. All right. So Scott will be jumping in here at some point. He just he just confirmed. So. Let me see if I can try to time this up. We're going to skip this. I'm going to come back to this game, and we'll see if we can get it with, with Scott here. Um, so we're going to go to the next this, this next one. Um, ben says Lamar Jackson seems to be doing better at avoiding contact. Yeah, you know, these, um, these, these Russian QBs and their Achilles injuries, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cardinal zero at the Browns twenty seven. Khalif, <laughs> who started for the Cardinals this week at quarterback? My Cox Lamb's cousin, Billy. Uh, yes, yes. His name is Clayton Tune. As a wow, that's mm, doesn't sound like a good quarterback name. Yeah, he's a rookie from Houston. Um, in this game. 11 of 20. Cleve, he completed 11 passes, attempted 20. How many yards did he throw for? All right, I'm I'm a less than 100. 58. Jeez. <laughs> so, all right. So, with that being said, with that being said, it, it, it again, it elevates Josh Dobbs for what he Yes, that is that is exactly right. <laughs> Two tutties and a rushing touchdown <laughs> on yes. four days notice. <laughs> right. Two and 11 to 20, 58 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. So that's less than three yards per attempt with two interceptions thrown on top of it. Um, I think Tyler could have come back this past week, but they knew they were playing Miles Garrett and they're not really trying to win anyways. So yeah, you said that you said that you was like, why, why would you, you sit it last week? Why would they trot him out against Miles Garrett? Right or that Browns defense, like that makes no sense. He coming off an Achilles injury on uh, uh, ACL. Yep. Why would I trot you out there? <laughs> exactly. So Clayton too got thrown out there to get to get uh, obliterated. Kyler coming back this week, and I mentioned I made this point a couple weeks ago. I want to make it again here. November twelfth is the day that the Cardinals play their next game. Um, <laughs> Atlanta. They, they play Arthur Smith. Uh, congrats <laughs> on the W, Kyler. <laughs> However, the new Call of Duty comes out on Friday, <laughs> Thursday night, technically. So, so he got an advanced copy, I'm sure. He's rich enough. He to is, get Kyler Murray is going to be coming off a 72-hour Mountain Dew and Taquito bender playing Call of Duty with the boys. He's not looking at the playbook. He's not looking at film. He's going to just be on this bender, get on the plane, go to Atlanta, because I think it's in Atlanta, oh, and win. Man. They're probably surveilling his house right now. <laughs> that game shows up. <laughs> He's got the Mike McCarthy barn going <laughs> in house. <laughs> He's got he's got like a secret room. He's got like secret compartments <laughs> to where he can uh 
Um, that's insane. Hit bro. the button and like the video game wall flips over. And it's, it's like just random film going from random games. <laughs> Absolutely. They're from like 2014, but nobody notices. <laughs> uh, uh, so Colts, Colts 27 at the Panthers 13. Hey, Bryce Young picked the wrong day to look bad. Because <laughs> the game that I'm going to try to time for Scott being here is the Houston game. Okay. Bryce Young, by comparison, goes 24 of 39 for 173 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, and took four sacks. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wrong day. By comparison, because CJ Stroud, who we'll talk about, 31 of 40, 470 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. <laughs> He's. <laughs> See, that's when that's when I would be an idiot and just send out a, a tweet on X saying, I told you so. <laughs> like, <laughs> number one, let's just put the number one and then I put, I told you so, dot, 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 and just tweet yeah. that out. So, should have been number one. I went back to listen to some past episodes to try to find my like early thoughts on Stroud versus Young. And on the draft, on the draft live stream, I did have them ranked. Young first, Stroud second, Richardson third. But I said that I would take them in reverse order if I was drafted. Okay. So I would take I would have taken Richardson with the first overall pick, then Stroud, then Young. Richardson has the highest upside. Stroud with the safest floor with good upside. And Bryce Young with just the incredible production in Alabama. So I thought they were close. And I think it's too early to throw in the towel on um on Bryce on Bryce Young. Um, there's some good information. I'll get into it now, but there's some good information I found earlier today that showed like of like the 30 worst rookie seasons for quarterbacks, the 10 players who turned it around and had good careers after that were all mm-hmm. top 10 picks. It was like Aikman, Elway, um, Trevor Lawrence. Eli Manning, Harry Bradshaw. It was like the like rookies. And, yeah, like the rookies who had <clears throat> shitty first years who weren't first, who weren't like top 10 picks, never really came back. The best is actually Geno Smith. Wow. Right. But all the ones that have turned it around and become really good players were all top 10 picks. Four of them, five of them first overall. And Bryce Young was first overall. So it is too early just with that historical precedent to throw the towel on him. But Jake's saying, I got a feeling Bryce Young will be a bust for the Panthers, but gets his career revived by another team. I don't think so. I think yeah, he's going to be a bust, bust, period. It's, it's just, it's way too early to say. It's it's just way too early to say. Uh, McNabb was another one. McNabb had an awful rookie year, and they came back and was fine. Um, But it's not going to happen for Bryce Young this year. Bryce Young is going to have a bad rookie season. That's That's pretty much sewn up. Um, the only note in this game, Jonathan Taylor is retaking control of the Colts backfield from Zach Moss. Taylor played 67% of the snaps and got far more touches. No surprise there. Jonathan Taylor is way better. Yeah. All right. Giant six at the Raiders 30. Man, man, New York, well, New York football period. It's not good. Uh, they, they just keep getting worse news. Now Danny Dimes is out. For the rest of the season. 
Yeah, Torres confirmed torn ACL. So Dimes is up for the rest of the season. I assume they're going to roll with Tommy DeVito and just lose. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean to even bring someone now, who are you going to get as a rental? And the other thing that they should do that would be a really good, for me, just good show of everything is just shut down Saquon. Yeah. Like, don't even risk them because they're not, they're not going to pay them. Somebody will. Don't don't have it. Like, there's, they're not yeah, playing keep, for anything. Yeah. Keep keep the shiny coin ready for the for the trading block. Like, hey, no, look, they can't trade good. him now. They missed it. Right. He'll be a free agent first. They can't get anything for him oh, now. Shit. It's too late. Wow. But well, like, yeah, the trade deadline is gone. Yeah. Right. But it's like, Saquon, thank you so much for everything you did for us. We're not going to resign you. We're not playing for anything. We're going to shut you down so you can be fully healthy, ready to go for your next contract with whoever. You know what I mean? Like, just do the right thing by their guy. It would also send a strong message to future their guys mm. that they're willing to take care of them and that, um, that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> how much do the Raider players hate Josh McDaniels? Dude, <laughs> smoking cigars. <laughs> like, they won a Super Bowl. Like, I was like, what was the, I thought it was like a rivalry game. After, I'm like, what? Why is this? But then I realized they were happy that. He was gone. Fuck. Did you hear the story that Jay Glazer reported about the firing? Is that the one you sent us? Is that the Probably. one you sent us? No, no, no. No, I sent you the one. I sent you the Chinese cook, the, the fortune cookies, right? You sent us one when you said that he dressed up in poor taste as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was a joke. <laughs> okay. uh, that was not true. What really happened is even funnier. So last week. Maybe before the Lions game, maybe sometime after the Lions game, there was a meeting, like like an airing of the grievances meeting, and apparently, like the players were just going on McDaniel's. This is all according to Jay Glazer. They were just okay. going in on on McDaniel's. Like this is why you suck. This is that and the other. So McDaniel's is taking this beating. He asked Antonio Pierce, who is now the interim head coach, to speak on his behalf on behalf of the coaching staff. Right? Yeah. So Pierce gets up, gives this impassioned speech about how even though they're down, they can't give up. And he relates it back to some stories. He was on the 07 Giants team that beat uh, the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, the uh, the helmet catch, the helmet catch team, David Tyree. Tyree, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, so he was like, you know, that other team we knew was better. We knew they were better, but we knew we could get them because we, we – played together as a team and this, that, and the other. So he kind of put that Patriots team down, even though they were undefeated coming into that game, by by saying that basically the, the Giants had a better culture because they're willing to play for each other. That's what they need to do. Team's a little hyped up. They're feeling that a little bit, whatever, right? Afterwards, when it's just McDaniels and Antonio Pierce, reportedly Josh McDaniels and Antonio Pierce, don't you ever talk about the Patriots that way again. You know what that was like when you said when you read that whole thing out or you you uh rehashed it? That's like a drunk a drunk best man the next like at the wedding telling your your wife about all the party days and how and how you were this guy. Yeah, you don't ask a guy to speak for you that beat you, right? And then uh then try to dress them down later. Don't ever speak like that, really. So, Scott. what's up, Scott? Hi. So, I would say to continue your analogy, 
is that it's not the best man giving the speech. <laughs> it's the it's a second wife <laughs> trying to explain to her family why the husband is actually okay, referring back to his first wife, and then the husband saying, "Don't you ever talk about my first wife that way again?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, even better, even better. Josh McDaniel, Scott. Um, yeah. So, like, got it. So <laughs> that exchange made its way back to Mark Davis. Nobody's saying who, but since it was only McDaniel's and, and Pierce, right? Pierce probably went and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, so then Mark Davis made the decision there. He had to fire Josh McDaniel. So according to Jay Glazer, uh, incredible, incredible stuff. Not too far-fetched. I mean, it, I've heard I've heard sillier ways of people getting tossed out of there. Scott, what's good? Not much, man. You guys good? Everybody good? Yeah, I definitely at the end of at the end of the the of the game, I want to get your take on the uh, Josh Dobbs thing and Arthur Smith. I, I'm just interested in what you have to say about that. Okay, no, that's that's perfect. We'll get Scott, Josh Dobbs, and Arthur Smith, um, and then we'll go to Bucks Texans because Cleve, I know you got to go, and then Scott and I'll wrap up wrap up the rest of it. But yeah, Scott. So basically. Uh, Cleve and I are both enamored with Josh Dobbs. You can see my name here, lifelong yeah, Josh Dobbs and, fan. And you see um, me on the opposite side of, of that. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I, I think on this episode, I've called Arthur Smith an idiot, inept, a jerk, a coward. I think that's it. Oh, <laughs> and I, I called them, I called them mumbling, bumbling, and crumbling. Um, each, each, each soup with the fork. And probably couldn't color, <laughs> probably couldn't color in the lines if you gave them all the color. Like, like Dave said, the picture would be unrecognizable. <laughs> like it's supposed to be a peacock, man. Like it looks like an elephant. <laughs> his uh, his justification for some of what they're doing is mind blowing. It just is. <laughs> and some of the things that they're doing, not just his justification, but like watching him run, um. What was it? Was it a jet sweep that he ran to John? <laughs> yeah, it was. A jet it was. Sweep. Like, what are you doing? You know, um, I don't. I think There's he's no taking. I, I just think he's taken the, the concept that he doesn't care about, uh, you know, like the fantasy football stuff too far, to the point where he's alienating the people who need who really need to help him keep his job. Uh, <clears throat> meaning fans and the beat writers in the city that he, he works in. Uh, it's really hard to, I mean, you could, you, you know, back in week one and two, you could say, all right, let's, let's uh, marinate uh, Bijan a touch and, and give uh, Tyler Algier a bunch of touches. And you could justify that, but you know, um, the refusal to use Drake London and Kyle Pitts and now Bijan, <laughs> and lose games and not and not move away from Desmond Ritter and keep losing games. To me, it's just like it's you know, Dave. I know I think you said this two weeks ago. They gotta they gotta find a way to launch him to the moon. Like there's no, just jettison, not enough. Jettison not to the sun. Jettison Fine. to the Directly sun. Ninety three million miles. <laughs> like yeah. it can't be this difficult. You know, they they have talent. They have a good offensive line. It shouldn't be this difficult to play offense. Um. Second, he's supposed to be this run game guru, and their running game sucks. 
I might be, I, I may be on, that's hyperbole a touch, but I don't think the running game is good. Well, it's certainly you know? shitty. It is, it's certainly shitty goal to go situations. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah. When you, when you have a, yeah, you're in, you're in the red zone. You should have your packages ready to go. With, yeah, with personnel, I mean, with personnel, with, with the right personnel. Yeah. And you should be able to, to run just about in, in every, against everything. Like if, if, you know, against a three, four or a four, three, or a loaded box or whatever you should, you know, you're, you're the run game guy. You should be able to do these things. And, you know, um, I know that he did say that, and there's some truth to what he's saying, but it also sounds beyond ridiculous that <laughs> Bijan does a really good thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> Bijan does uh, really good things out, you know, out in space away from the ball too. And it, that's true. It is true, but it's also really inefficient to use him that way. It's also, just it, you don't have to reinvent the wheel here. You look at how they use Austin Eckler, you look at how they use Christian McCaffrey, and you go, We're gonna do that. Yes. Like he's the like Dave, he's, he's not the first running back to be good at running the ball, be good out of the backfield. Dave, Dave it, ran it off just, a list of eight guys that have more touches than Bijan. Yeah, here we go. Here we go, Scott. Let me um, <laughs> let me let me pull this up here. Let me find this. Um, Eight guys, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Scott. These are all the players that have more touches inside the five yard line, that are more carries inside the five than Bijan. Are you ready? Tank Bigsby, Josh, <laughs> Josh Kelly, Josh Kelly. You can stop. It's unbelievable. It's our, the list is already incredible. <laughs> oh no, it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> Andrew Beck, whom? Craig Reynolds. Okay. Roshan Johnson, his college backup. <laughs> yeah, who's been out for like four games. Damian Harris. Mm-hmm. Devon A. Chan, who's been out for four games. Mm-hmm. And James Cook. It's un okay. unbelievable. Unbelievable, bro. I don't know what they're doing down there. If. I think if Brian Dayball was the coach of the Falcons, they would win 12 games this year. And if Arthur Smith was the coach of the Giants, the Giants would somehow be in the Mac. Like, <laughs> I don't know how it would work. They would just like relegation somehow. Pack the team up. <laughs> right. Like, I don't even know how it would happen, but it would, but would, they, would they compete in the Mac, though? That's the question, though. Maybe for Probably a division not. title, but not not for the conference. They're not beating Ohio. No. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Oh. Yeah, Arthur Smith is terrible. As far as Josh Dobbs go, uh, Scott, we said that there is no award that covers what Josh Dobbs did this week, but they should invent one just for this for what happened. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it helps that the dude is legit, incredibly Smart. brilliant. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, yeah, that's good news. Um, Scott, I said that he when he saw the playbook on Friday for the for the two hours that he got to study the playbook, and then Dave kind of ran out what what happened in in game and on the sideline. I said with his smarts, that playbook probably looked like cat in a hat to him. <laughs> it may have, but it's still. There's so much involved in play calls and like, you know, yeah. um, incredible, it, impressive. Bro. I've never seen anything like that ever. It really is. It's it's incredible what 
what happened there. The run's nuts. I mean, it, you know, um, I think that offense could be kind of scary with him. I mean, there was he turned down throws in that game where where I think this week, this coming week, he probably doesn't. They're touchdowns. You know, uh, Jefferson comes back, and while it's not going to be the same sort of chemistry he has with Cousins, you know, Dobbs is an effective player. I, it does, the story's crazy. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I mean, right. they, they, they've, they've kind of ran out. Shit. They've kind of ran out what was being said to him in the headset. Yeah, like they're running. They, they ran the verbiage of the players because the players know that. And then he got another command. Then they had regarding. to describe to him what. Yeah, the hey, play was. this guy's yeah. going to the flat. This is a post. This is a. Yeah. This is a fly. It's a post square. This is hard slant. Pick a guy. <laughs> yeah, and give it up to the coaches too. Like I mean, yeah, they that was incredible. Credit too. It's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. yeah. Yeah, just just incredible all the way around. And I don't think that the Vikings are particularly dangerous with Josh Dobbs as far as like season goes. They could yeah. make the playoffs as a wild card because they're five and four now. They've won four straight, and the NFC is pretty much dog shit after the first the top four teams. So somebody's gonna finish seventh. And it might as well be the Vikings. Um, I do think for fantasy purposes that Dobbs is a downgrade from cousins for Jefferson and Hawkinson and Addison, but not so much so that they're not still every week starters. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like they're still fine. Right. Like this, like this could have gone really bad. Like they could have yeah. ended up with somebody where Jefferson becomes Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall was a disaster scenario. Yes. For, for their receiving weapons. He just was. Okay. Sorry. Uh Cleve, I promise we're gonna get to the to the Texans here. Uh Andy Bashar won the Kentucky governor's race. This is very important. So his opponent was Daniel Cameron who was the guy who basically, um, I should say, allegedly, reportedly, he was the uh, AG that basically put the put the kibosh on the Breonna Taylor investigation in Kentucky. And he, and he did that basically to try to promote his way to be up to be governor. Um, so it's great that he lost. Uh, yeah, Cameron, he's a disciple of Mitch McConnell, also from Kentucky. So it's great that Kentucky chose a Democratic governor on top of this horrible man who denied justice and even attempted at justice for what happened to this poor woman. So I am extremely happy to hear um, that uh, that Daniel Cameron lost. And that, I was called Daniel Jeremiah. Whoops. <laughs> Daniel Cameron yeah. lost. Um, all right, Scott. I do want to wait till you were here. Cleve, I assume you do want to talk Bucks and te Texans? Yes, and Jets. Okay. <laughs> no, oh, and Jets. Well. Okay. Uh, that's what we will do then. Hang on. Let me. I'm quick. I'm producing the show. We do the show. Okay. I know what to do. We're going. We're going Bucks, Texans, and we're jumping to the Jets. Clearly, if you have to bounce after that, you can. Scott and I will finish out the last remaining couple games. Um, mm -hmm. Bucks thirty-seven at the Texans thirty-nine. First of all, the score gami. Another. Yes, the one thousand eightieth unique score in NFL history. C.J. Stroud. 30 of 42, 470 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Sets the rookie the rookie record for passing yards in a game. Also had a fourth quarter comeback with under a minute to go to score the game-winning touchdown. Tank Dell, Noah Brown, and Dalton Schultz all over 100 yards receiving with at least one touchdown. Now, Tank Dell looks like a player. 
But Dalton Schultz is confirmed a Jag. He is just the guy. And Noah Brown is the quintessential definition of a dust ball. <laughs> and like they're all they're, and now they have a good they have good games together. Like CJ Stroud is elevating the players around him. Uh, Scott, I gotta say, I think CJ Stroud is already in the like like he's arrived. He's here. You guys Very know who has clearly. the rookie. You guys know who has the rookie record that he's that he's gonna take down. You guys would never believe who who's who has the rookie record. Passing yards in a game. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna eclipse it. Oh, uh, or total passing, he's the passing yards in a season. Total, yeah, in a season. He, the the rookie the rookie record, right? The current rookie record. Who who's the holder of it? You guys would be shocked when you hear if you don't if you don't guess it. You guys would be shocked. Yeah, yeah, what's what era? I'll give you a hint. <laughs> what was the um? Because I, I, I don't want to give the name. All right. There was a meeting where two guys went off on each other on hard knocks a couple years ago. And it was, ch- the, and Baker? It was chopped. Yes. It's Baker. <laughs> 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 Fucking Baker Mayfield, bro. Yeah, it's Baker. And I guess it would make sense because he did start and had a pretty productive first. And year. they had to throw the ball nonstop because they were horrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were hard. Um, I I would have guessed Stafford. I guess he was throwing to Kelvin, but and he threw. But he a got lot. hurt. But he got hurt. Yeah. Um, I was thinking like maybe one of the '80s guys, but if it wasn't Marino, it wouldn't be anybody else through there, and it wouldn't be anybody before that. Like if it's not Marino, it's after Marino. All right. It wasn't. It wasn't going to be like uh, uh, Ken Stabler has the rookie passing record yeah. or something. <laughs> um. Uh, maybe Fouts. No, because he was a rookie of the AFL, right? He wasn't an NFL rookie. I can't. I it, that time kind of merges together. Was he always NFL? I don't know. Um. Anyways, none of that's important. Um. Reportedly, after this game, Cleve Mike Evans ran up to Houston head coach D'Amico Ryan's and said, "If you have the chance to come get me, come get me." <laughs> yeah. Now that. Wow. <laughs> that is an endorsement of CJ Stroud. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. a man who played college ball with Johnny Football, won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, and he's like, in the offseason, I want to join your team. It is yeah. remarkable what Stroud is doing before this huge blow-up game, because even before this blow-up game, he was performing very admirably. He was the best rookie quarterback some of that's because Anthony Richardson got hurt, <clears throat> but still, um, it's not like he's it's not like he's doing magical things with his legs. He is just picking apart defenses From by being incredibly accurate and just ripping throws. Pocket, and yeah, you know, yeah, and just the, his ability to deliver the ball accurately down the field. I mean, some of the throws he made last week were just silly. And and j- just to kind of clear something, it wasn't. It's not Baker's. It's not the yards. It's the touchdowns. He he threw twenty seven, which beat Peyton. Okay. He beat Peyton and um, Russell Wilson's record. He threw twenty seven, which if Shroud keeps this up, he's going to eclipse that. There's what 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 is like nine or ten games left. 
Eight. Uh, eight, maybe. But yeah, he's going to beat it. Yeah, he should. He should. I mean, he's um, he's at this point. It'd be it's tough to see anybody winning rookie of the year. If I mean, it's you know what I mean. Like nobody's close. He's been ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I do want to touch on Jake's question here. He says the Texans won the draft, right? They could put a serious contender of a team together with a few more correct calls on personnel decisions. The Texans did not win the draft because they took C.J. Stroud with their own second pick. They then traded up from twelve to three to take Will Anderson. And they traded away their second this year, or their second this previous year, and a first and a third this coming year. So the Cardinals hold their first round pick this year. And while Houston is not going to earn a top five pick, it looks like it's going to be top 12, probably. Yeah. And because there's going to be, and the thing, because there's going to be so many quarterbacks going up there, Williams and Drake may for sure, but we could get a situation where there's another four or five quarterbacks in the top 12. Well, now that's a top seven other position that you lose because you have your quarterback. So you don't care that you mm-hmm. can't get Caleb Williams because you're set. So yeah, you they might argue Will Anderson is that guy and we're happy with that. I, I I don't see it. I don't see it. So I don't think the Texans won the draft. I think the Texans did a great job drafting their quarterback. But as far as that, I think beyond that, we can't say yeah. that. Yeah, but, I, you know, I mean, Tank Dell as part of their draft class, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, I'm, I mean, they were. I mean, rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. They were supposed to not do anything. They were supposed right. to suck. Yeah, yes. they were supposed to not do anything. Yeah. And, so. and the thing is, they do actually still suck. Yeah. They just have the makings. They remind me a lot of like Stafford's first year, where you're like, okay, this team's going to the playoffs in a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they I mean, got it's... it. They're putting it together. Everything that you might have wanted to see from from a group of, of very young players and a first year coach, they've already showed. Yeah. Cleve, how many future first round picks would you trade to get CJ Stroud on the Jets for just the rest of this season? I would jettison everybody into the sun, bro. Everybody. <laughs> Next, the next two year drafts. I mean, I well before Scott showed up, I told you the contrast of watching the shit show at quarterback and offensive line blocking versus a guy showing up four days prior uh, did not have a false start (laughs) called against him because he knew the cadence within like 10 seconds. Um, And Scott, I I have a one-liner. This guy digested the the entire thing like a hat. My guy has been in the building for three years. He can't digest milk and cookies. I just don't fucking. Maybe he's lactose intolerant. Something he's quarterback intolerant, yes. and, and lactose in this case means good football. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, ugly. Chargers twenty-seven, That's Jets six. Bad. Zach Wilson thirty-three of forty-nine for two hundred sixty-three yards, no touchdowns, no picks, only two carries for seven yards. Scott, somebody told me during the draft process that Zach Wilson was good off platform. He was athletic. He could run. How he was two carries for seven yards. He was all that stuff in the draft process. He was at BYU. He's also he shown was. he could run in the NFL. I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. He's also no, I know you. I, I, it, trust me. I, it is a it, it is a like a mind numbing thing what's happened because he still makes he he'll he'll take off and go. He'll generate first downs. He'll do he'll do those things. It's just like he is. I wonder how much turning the ball over has impacted him mentally. Um, 
this is not absolving him of of how bad he's been at all. I wrote the letter, no. standing by it. Yeah, no, the line is also really bad, which doesn't help things a lot. The the line, yes, I mean, he had no, he had no time. He had no time, and he just. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. He Man. had he he had no time on in that game. He did not. I mean, he was no, he just not had no time. He did um, eight sacks, and I agree with you there. But he looks to me. Do you guys remember Joey Harrington with at the with the at the end with the Lions? Ugh. Yeah, and how? So Joey Harrington went to Mariucci's office and told him, "Listen, I can't throw the ball down the field anymore." Because I don't want to throw interceptions. And I'm literally, Damn. I can't do it. I won't do it. I can't. It's a physical wow. thing. I'm, I'm just so averse. That's what watching Zach Wilson reminds me of right now is. Like he's gun shy? Like he's just totally. completely gun shy? Like he wow. is just, every every bit of magic that he played with at one point is gone from his game. He, he's, he's doubting himself, thinking I can't. In every way. So, and I'm again, I'm not absolving him of any of it, but there is nothing that he does that looks uh, fun or interesting or creative or any of that stuff. He's just trying to survive. He is literally, yes. And it is like he has, there's just nothing about the way he plays that has anything to do with the BYU stuff. And I'm not trying to cover my ass on that. I just, I no. truly think that. He he is a broken. My, he's so broken. you know what you're describing, Scott. My, you're you're describing Zach Wilson as like depression, the quarterback. Yeah, oh, shit. like clinical. De- if clinical depression was a quarterback, it'd be Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, you would think you got a great running back. He sh- he should have had like eighty four carries. That boy should have been tattooed to his stomach. Yeah, in that game, that that boy should have been in his his bread basket every time they, they they hiked the ball. It's it hard because they were losing so much so fast, right? Yeah. They got behind so quick that yeah. it throws everything out of. I bet the game plan was to run the ball a lot more. Um, but once you're behind, you know that sort of dictates what you can do. Now Jake makes a great point here. They held, they held Justin Herbert. Under 150 yards, no touchdowns, and under a 70 rating, and they still lost by three touchdowns. That's bad. That's fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, also, Jake, I, also I thought about it last night. Trust me. I, I literally said to myself, yeah. If uh, so, uh, my question for you as a Jets fan the Jets never made a move to improve at quarterback. They're going to roll with Zach Wilson. Nope. Is this fireable by everybody involved in that decision? Yeah, I, I said this a couple weeks ago. Because when they started doing the teaser thing about Aaron come back, I'm like, you, you guys, we gotta we gotta get past that already. We're eight weeks into the season now. It's over, it happened, we gotta roll. But the trade the trade deadline came and went, no moves were made. Josh Dobbs was available or could have been available. Um, no moves were made, so you gotta you gotta ride this 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 thunderbolt now. No pun intended, Jacob. And it is what it is. I would actually get rid of what with Salah. Like I honestly, I don't I don't see. I'm looking at his record. I don't see what he's won. I don't see what he's done. 
And he's got to toe the company line by, com- you know, getting out there and saying, hey, this is our guy. We're rolling with it. But I know he's probably getting ready to break something because on the sideline yesterday, he was dejected. He was like, holy, we can't do anything. We can't. It was so many fucking fourth downs and, and punts. It, I'm like, what am I watching? This I can't watch a jet. I can't watch the entire game. I watched <laughs> it, but I it, it was hard to watch that game. And imagine so, someone who paid tickets to go to that bullshit. Well, that's so their question. fault. They know better. I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Or a thought. What if Aaron Rodgers never got hurt and Aaron Rodgers never lived up to what everybody's expectation was and was just kind of like a, a guy, right, as an older player, and they were losing games and their offense was dysfunctional? What would we be thinking? Is that yeah. even a possibility? Well, I mean, so before you came on, uh, Dave and I punted around. Brady was really the system in New England because we see it now. No one can convince me otherwise. Um, I still think a mediocre Aaron Rodgers would have, even in losing efforts, would have shown that offense would have been productive enough to, to be competitive. We weren't even competitive last night. But yeah, what if the scheme and what they do on offense is really flawed? It doesn't well, matter. Mike McCarthy's scheme was really flawed for Aaron Rodgers for a decade. He still won a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is too accurate with the football and too good at making solid decisions. And to, he has weapons there. Yeah, and Garrett Wilson is good, and Brees Hall is good. The defense is excellent. The, the team wins nine games with a mediocre Aaron Rodgers. Yes, mediocre. Uh, yeah, I, I, Mediocre. Totally yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man. you know, even if he doesn't have it like he used to have it, he's he's super accurate and he makes great decisions. So I and mean he's that's... smart, he's smart, and he's not gun shy. <laughs> yeah, he's not gun shy. I mean, he's definitely all those things. He is he's an amazing quarterback. It just makes me wonder how much did we buy in to new quarterback, new offense. Uh, offense that has sucked for two years kind of thing. Um, and we just automatically assumed that it was going to flip and be elite. And maybe it never was going to be. I don't even know why I'm bringing this up because it really, there's not no, a point to what no, I'm saying. No, but, no, it is a point to what you're saying, Scott, because you know what? I think you're right. I think that because every all chips were in on Aaron Rodgers, that everything, the game plans for the entire season probably was, you know, kind of like, conceptualized for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers goes down, not coming back. Now they have to reprogram everything, you know, not on the fly, but everything programming for a quarterback that was still struggling two years ago. And you're trying to like put a square peg in a round hole. Like it's like, it's not going to work. This is the guy we got. And for some, someone in the building needs to play to whatever his strengths are. The guy is in the NFL for a reason because Dave and I talked about this. Like he, he still made it to the NFL, whether he got drafted in the first round or the, or the seventh round. He still made it to the NFL, so he can play a little bit of ball. But play to the guy's strengths. Whatever he's good at, do that. See, I don't. No think one's they doing can. that for this kid. I don't think they can anymore because I don't think he would do the things that he did at BYU. I think he's a he's a shell of himself as a player. He's broken. Yeah. 
He's broken. Yeah, I, I, you said that last year, and I, I didn't want to believe it, but then I, like that game where he just couldn't hit anybody, even in the flat. I was like, he's something's wrong. Like he's confident. He's, yeah. he's seeing ghosts. He's seeing ghosts out there. He's just not going to say it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. We got a couple more games to cover here. Cleve, are you staying with us, or are you getting out of yeah. here? Yeah, I'm out staying. All right. I'm here in. we go. Um, not to, not to say, find which ones they were. There's two of them. Okay. Cowboys 23 at the Eagles 28. Mm. Crazy game that the Cowboys really should have won. Khalif, just offhand, how many yards and touchdowns do you think Dak Prescott had in this game? Uh, I want to say three touchdowns, if I remember correctly, and like 358 yeah. yards. Yeah, yeah. 29 of 44 for 374 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. CD Lamb, 11 catches for 191 yards. Jake Ferguson, seven catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown. So my question, Scott, how does it translate into only 23 points and a loss? McCarthy, spoke for you, Scott. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this was easy shit. <laughs> <laughs> is that the uh, answer? It's just Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I mean, <Is> it? <laughs> what? What else is there to say? So, uh, never fear. I'm here. Uh, the problem is that <laughs> Dallas is an entire is an entire organization made up of choke artists. Oof. Top to Very bottom, on. through and through, they're all choke artists. Every single one of them. It's it's like they're it's like the DNA of the franchise at this point. All right. I don't know if I was, if someone I had this conversation with. It might have been you, Dave, but I'm I'm not sure. Uh, and then we we can get into the minutia of the game. When you're when the game's on the line, you throw fades back of the end zone, stuff like that, right? You don't throw to the front of the end zone, and you don't throw to a guy that we're not familiar with. You throw to your premier guys. Those are the guys. Hey, in Huddle, hey, look for me. One of you guys are getting it. <laughs> Look for me, you know. You yes, throw, it, you throw it, yeah. It's just it blew my mind how that game ended by him yeah. throwing what he threw to. I'm like, that's the last throw that you can fucking make in that situation. Yes, they had three opportunities, three different drives to take the lead. The first one they threw to Luke Schoonmaker, who came up like a quarter of a yard short of the goal line. Then so they we, threw a. We, at some other point in time, we're going to have to talk about that specific rule because it's absolute garbage. It just is. I can do it real quick if you want. No, at some other time. Okay. <laughs> Hold that thought. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, But then they threw like a fourth, what, what should have been a fourth in game situation to Jalen Tolbert, who was already a bust in his second year. He's not even a dust ball. This guy sucks. Like, why why is he the guy you're going to in That's in this point. situation? That's my point. That's my point. <laughs> and then, and then they, they get the ball back with another chance to win because DeAndre Swift and A.J. Brown run into each other. Yeah, sack style almost fumbled the ball away. So the Cowboys get the ball back. Listen, listen to this final set of downs for Dallas. They have first down at the Philly 11-yard line. 
false start, then a sack. So they have to spike the ball. Now they're on the 27-yard line, and they throw a pass short of the end zone to C.D. Lamb. Game over. Yep. Choke artist. Yeah. I so mean, to, to my... Go ahead, please. So Go. is it the coaching? Is it the coaching? Like, or is your quarterback not smart enough to say, hey, the game's on the line. I got I got some options here. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, it's the coaching. Remember when Mike McCarthy called the quarterback draw with a running clock as the last play of the game of the playoffs two years ago? Yeah. And they couldn't spike it in time? There we go. Right. Dak, yep. 29 of 44, 374, 3 and 0. But the thing is, like, Dak's a choke artist. They're all choke artists, except for C.D. Lamb, who is awesome. Everybody else is a choke artist. I even put Tony Pollard's stats on here because I'm not sure he's actually a person that exists anymore. It is point. crazy what's happened to him, isn't it? Like, is he just – has he not recovered from that injury? Because he doesn't look anything like the super explosive dude he was a year ago. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's time for I, Dallas to I, lean I on him so, so he disappears because that's what they do at Dallas. Like, they're all choke artists, right? Well, good for good for Jerry. That's that's good for him. Cool. Right. Right. He's got it coming. <laughs> right. At this point, it's clear that the cowboy way was Jimmy Johnson, and that's it. Not in the ring. Jimmy of Johnson's Tom Brady. That's you it. Put- wouldn't wouldn't put the guy in a ring of honor, bro. That is egregious. <laughs> egregious. The Eagles are now the fourth team to start a season eight and one or better two years in a row. The others all won the Super Bowl their second year. The 95 Cowboys, the 98 Broncos, and one of those Patriots teams. I don't know which one. So, so are we saying the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl? Uh, no, that sample size isn't large enough, but I think it does go to show that if you're eight and one two years in a row, you're probably legitimately good. You probably didn't fluke your way to it, right? You're, you're probably the best team in the NFL. Yeah, you're you're the, you're the real deal. You're not. They you're should, not sitting they, on a they strong should be like the they should be garbage. They should be undefeated. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how we beat them. <laughs> yes. I yeah, like, I'm like not even proud of it. I have one last loss. Yeah. Yeah, they they should not, and it's a good loss to have that early because it ain't gonna affect them later. Yep. Now the um the final game the final game here Bills eighteen at the Bengals twenty four. Um, man, the Bills. uh, How to put this? The Bills are officially mid. Like they're unserious. They're good. They're good. uh, Not even. A series is reserved for teams that are really good, but just can't put it together. Like the Ravens earlier in the year or the Cowboys. Now the bills have fallen below that. They're just a mid tier team. They got some talent. The quarterback's pretty good. They're good enough to beat good teams. They're bad enough to lose the shitty teams. I wouldn't want to have to play them in the playoffs, but they're no threat to win the super bowl. They're like, they're like if Josh Allen was on the Vikings. Wow. Wow. That's it, right? They got one really good wide receiver. The defense is garbage now because of yeah. all the injuries. Yeah, put Josh Allen on the Vikings. That's the current Buffalo Bills. They can't run the Damn. ball. 
in a, in a conference where the, when they're going to struggle to get out of even say the first round of the playoffs, they're going to struggle to make the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Damn. So if they get yeah, in, it's not going to be a great, it's, it's not going to be a great matchup for them. You know, now Paul says about the bills, shame. They blew their window. Um, this is a take that isn't mine. Um, this is actually a Jim Rome take. And while I enjoy Jim Rome, I don't think his takes are always the sharpest, but this was a good one. Uh, he said that the bills haven't blown their championship window because Josh Allen is good enough that his window will always be open. But Sean McDermott might've blown his. Mm. Yeah. Right. Like it, this might be like a start over again with a new coach once Diggs is gone and all that. But Allen is good enough to where there'll, there'll always be some, some level of competitive. Right. Yeah. Mm. But they need help. And they're not going to get it this year. They, no. Their defensive injuries are not as catastrophic as the Aaron Rodgers injury is to the Jets, but they're both in the you can't overcome it, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. But it was obvious even last year they needed more offensive help than than what they current what they had. The, you know, the dig I mean digs is digs, but you know, uh what did they do? Uh, they, to drafted, help? They, they drafted a, a 25-year-old tight end. Okay. <laughs> Signed Latavius Murray. And and Kincaid's been really good. He's been totally fine. But, yeah. you know, you need – But the thing need, is, at, at tight end, if you're not Kelsey or Andrews, it doesn't matter. So I think that's what the plan is that he will – that he's going to become that guy. Yeah. But it does not happen in year one. Yes, but they need to win now. That's the problem is you <laughs> right. took a player that's not going to help you win in your in your closing window. Ish. Last great Buffalo Bill tight ends was Pete Metzlars. <laughs> <laughs> That's a name from a long time ago. I'm a boomer. Metzlars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a pull. Did he play with uh, Mark Bavaro at the same time? <laughs> Mark nah, Bavaro he... was a giant. Yeah. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. In that. I love those years in the league. I I'm a fan of those years. I I even watch them all games sometimes when I'm bored. I I'm more I'm more of a Clint Didier guy myself. <laughs> Here we go. Clint Didier was good. He was pretty good. Yeah. Was, yeah. He was, Sammy he Coates. was pretty good. <laughs> See Sammy Coates. That's like 15 years later. Yeah. Well, Wesley Walsh. But like, yeah. how athletic how athletic are tight ends now? If Wesley Walls tried to make it the NFL today, he would be a four-string guard. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. tight ends have gotten so much more athletic than yeah. they used to be. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> um uh Joe Burrow, 31 of 44, 348 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, fully healthy, and you can clearly see it from the way that he's playing. Uh, Cleve, I think our prediction that the Bengals are going to make it to the Super Bowl is still on shaky ground because the AFC is so good, but it's looking a lot better than it did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, what, what they figured that they figured the calf thing out because when he's down field, if they pants on him, he's got like a warmer on it. So obviously they're they're treating it, you know, they're treating it right. Yep. Uh, last thing, Jamar Chase hurt his back. Says team says he's day to day, but he could miss the game coming up on Sunday. Um, I assume you all saw the fall he took, right? Because it's on national TV. 
Yeah. I saw the fall he took and then I heard his comments yesterday. Yeah. And speaking from a person who's who's dealt with debilitating back stuff before, like it's indescribable. The way he described what he was feeling, he just said, I'm alive. And Damn. that's about all I, that's about the best I can say for Shit. now. It's like, yeah, dude's suffering. If that's yeah. if that's his perspective, because literally there is there are no other words yeah. um with back pain like, like oh my god. And you kind of got um, that from, you- the, from the broadcast too. Collinsworth, Collinsworth was like as soon as everyone's like, oh, he's going to be sore tomorrow. He's got trouble getting out of bed tomorrow. Like, oh. you know that Collinsworth had that happen to him at some point. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you even take for that? Like, plan because you're going to get hit in the back. Like, <laughs> as you play, do they shoot your whole back up with something? What do you do? I donach- tore it all. So he just couldn't feel anything. I would think would yeah, be damn. the but, approach but there, but they have to, they have to keep him safe. Yeah, it's not the getting yeah. hit in the back. I mean, which would suck, but like it's the actual such... trying to move, right? Yeah, like, just trying to run it is what hurt like Dude, crazy. It's just trying to get up, like to take yeah. a step. Is yeah. <laughs> no, it's, part like... of, it's the back is part of your core. The back is people don't realize the back is you, and you're right. It is a it, it is a major function for staying upright and getting up off the ground. Yeah, Man. I would I would expect him to miss a little time unless so, you know there's a miracle recovery for him, but man, brutal. Here's, here's the hope for DFS this week. We want Jamar Chase to be active. And if he is, then you jam in T Higgins. Because Chase yeah. being active will keep his ownership down. But we we can tell right now Chase is not going to be a hundred percent. No, yeah, he's either going to be shot up full of horse tranquilizers. Or unable to move. So we want Chase active so that not everybody's on Higgins. Because if Chase is out, everybody's going to flood to Higgins. Right? So we want Chase active so we can get to Higgins. Yeah. All right. Quick look. Quick look at the schedule next week. Um, Sorry. Producing the show as we do the show. Cleve, Thursday night. Mark your calendar. Panthers at Bears. No interest in that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) What? <laughs> Fine. You can skip the Thursday night. Although I think if Justin Fields play, that game has the game that has the potential to be very entertaining. But only if Fields but the plays. Two, yeah, the two quarterbacks are slated. Oh my God. No. Yeah, if we get Andy Dalton versus Tyson Bajit, maybe not. But as long as Bryce Young can still play and um we get Justin Fields back, that game, there could at least be points scored. Now, the Frankfurt game this week, Cleve. Now, I know you didn't get up for Dolphins and Chiefs, but you got to get up for this one. Colts, Patriots. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bro, they need to put the numbers up for that game. <laughs> Just to show us. I don't be trans- think Germany. Be transparent. Be transparent. <laughs> I was I was an exchange student to Germany in high school. I don't think Germany is ready for Gardner Minshew. <laughs> wow. Like, just as a society and a culture. I'm just not, I'm just not sure that they're ready. For him to roll in there. One o'clock games. Browns at Ravens. I, I think this could be a, I think it'd be a good game. I expect the Ravens to still to still win kind of easily. But I can see the Browns. It's a um second time they've played this year. I can see the Browns giving the Ravens a bit of a game. Uh Packers at Steelers. No, thank you. Nope. No. No interest. 
Cleve, I need you to take detailed notes on Packers at Steelers uh, for next week's show, okay? I'm going to do Jamarcus, the Jamarcus Russell thing. I'm going to be like, yeah, I saw the game. Give you fake notes. <laughs> <laughs> 49ers off the bye at Jaguars. Also off mm. the bye. That's actually a good game. That'll yeah, be it is. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good game. Well, it is because the Jaguars now are six and two, so they are they're a game better than the 49ers. Yeah, and instinctively we're like, oh, the 49ers should be favored. I don't think they will be. I think the Jags are going to be favored because the 49ers could fall to five and four. Um, let's hope Saints at Vikings, a um rematch of the Minneapolis Miracle. The Saints are five and four now, right? Yes. Are they leading the NFC South? Oh, it sure as shit isn't the Panthers, Bucks, or Dominus yeah. Arthur Smith. So yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, kind of an important game. Huge game. Huge game. You know, like, I mean, so uh, we're headed down to, to New Orleans for the Lions game on December 3rd. Wow. And I'm telling everybody, this game is going to get flexed, whether it's from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock or potentially even 4 o'clock to even the, the 8 o'clock game. Because at that point in the season, you know, you're looking at like week, I want to say it's week possibly. 14. Yeah. Somewhere and it's there. like NFC South leading New Orleans Saints against NFC North leading Detroit Lions in an NFC clash. I could see that game getting getting moved. I could. And this week is going to be a huge one for that. Like, you know, New Orleans needs to beat Minnesota and just kind of push them. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Moving on kind of thing. But um, I don't know. It, uh, New Orleans is playing pretty good, but it not, not real good, you know. For a given definition of good. <laughs> well, I mean, they're leading their division, but I could see Minnesota beating them. The three of us could win that division if we tried really hard. <laughs> <laughs> like if Scott and I committed to being in the gym with Clee for like the next three weeks, we could at least win two wins, get two wins in that division. No, Agreed. two <laughs> weeks <laughs> playing playing every position. <laughs> um, It'd be anyways, fun. My my prediction here: this big game, whatever, the Vikings are going to smash the Saints. Mm, they're going to surprise me. Jordan Addison, one fifteen two incoming. Wouldn't surprise Te me. Texans at Bengals. Um, you know, with the way CJ Stroud was playing, this game could be could be a fun offensive game, but I don't think so. I think the Texans go to Cincinnati and they learn a lesson. Yep. Um, Titans at Bucks. No. No. I no, this game this game is interesting because we just saw what CJ Stroud did to the Bucks. Yeah. So it, does Will Levis do the same thing? Levis. Hmm. So it's not interesting for like this season or whatever, but it's interesting yeah. for getting opinions on Levis because we just saw Stroud against this team. Now Stroud was at home, and Stroud definitely has better a better team around him, but still just for like you know a, a data point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for that data point, all right, four o'clock games. Here we go. Lions at Chargers. Good game. 
Good game. Scott, give me your prediction right now. Lions at Chargers. Who wins? I don't have great vibes about the Lions winning this game. I actually got a jam, guys. All right. See you, Cleve. See you guys next week. All right. I um. When's the last time the Lions had to travel? Baltimore. No, no, like out west. It's a good question. Yeah, so I don't know how that's going to go. And as much as I think they should win this game and that they should be able to pressure Justin Herbert and make him look a little bit like how he looked, he has looked, you know, since he broke that finger up, uh, I don't have great vibes about it. But, you know, I wouldn't, if I was a Chargers fan, I mean, we could ask, do you think they're, are they comfortable thinking they're going to beat the Lions? No, I wouldn't think so. Lions are favored by one and a half. They're favored on the road by one and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So Vegas thinks they win. Yes. I hope. I mean, I hope they do. It's a huge game for them. I think this game only goes one of two ways. The Chargers win a very close game that could have gone either way. Or the Lions roll into SoFi and manhandle the Chargers. I agree with you completely. That those, yes, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess, like, I guess, like Cameron Dicker could miss the game-winning field goal, and the Lions just eke it out or whatever. But like, super, 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 super close and tight. But like, the Lions aren't going to win thirty to twenty, unless it was really thirty to three, and the Chargers got something. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I'm with you. Yeah. 41 to 10. Just yeah. just a curb stomping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think the Lions and I think Dan Campbell specifically, their last world game was Baltimore. And I he's gonna be like on their ass. Like, remember, yeah. like we can't have that again. No, right? Like, this is not this is not what who we are, it's not what we're going to be. Yeah. I have a feeling, and they're coming off the bye. Can't if I'm gonna say this, but David Montgomery is back. Like it's it's going to be a big one for them. Um, yeah. Another fun one at four o'clock. Falcons at Cardinals. Kyler's back. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I don't know if you heard, uh, Scott, but I did mention early in the show that this is uh, three days after the new Call of Duty comes out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny story. We'll see. We'll see how um, Giants at Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by 16. Are you going to bet the Cowboys? Yeah, I think everybody should. Yes. I mean, they beat him in New York with Daniel Jones 40 to nothing to start the season. So Yeah, I mean, it's who is I saw that the Giants signed Jacob Eason, I believe. Could be making that up. Um or or one of the Ailinger brothers, those guys that I kept getting confused on my last year. <laughs> Jacob Whatever. Eason Jake, Jacob Easton, Sam Elgar, and Jake Fromm are all the same person. They're, it's like it's all the Georgia garbage, you know. Right. No offense to Georgia garbage, but right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yet another. I think the four o'clock window: Lions, Chargers, Falcons, Cardinals, Cowboys, murdering the Giants, Commanders at Seahawks. Yeah. Another uh, DFS thing. 
I think Geno Smith doubles could be could be good this week because the Commanders can't they can't get pressure on him. No, their secondary is not going to be able to hold up. They're in Seattle. Seattle's coming off this horrible loss to Baltimore. This feels like their Raiders game the Lions had. Yeah, and um, I can see Geno Washington can score. They certainly will keep trying. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) that is true. They're, they they're not going to give it to Brian Robinson 40 times and kill the clock. No. Um, I could see Geno Smith doubles being being really good here. Yeah. Um, now, who you double, what doubles you put with him, tough to know. Uh, the Sunday night game, Lord help us, Jets at Raiders. Confusing, but ugly. Earlier in the show, Paul commented that uh, Josh Dobbs would be all-time quarterback in this game. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and finally, the Monday night game, Broncos at the incredibly underachieving Bills. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's there's some intrigue there. I mean, the quarterbacks are intriguing. You know, that's, we'll see. I, I can't. I can't pull the trigger on it yet. It's almost a week away. I might bet the Broncos on the money line in that game. I don't think it's a bad bet. I really don't. They look good um, two weeks ago. They really did. I mean, they're uh, coming Kansas City. They got the bye, but it's yep. in, in Buffalo. They're traveling across the country and all that. I just think that the by the time the game kicks, the the – Money line should be good enough to where it's worthy to bet on the on the Broncos. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Good call. All right, so that's a long episode tonight. Thanks for staying with us, everybody. Um, you know, we sort of staggered staggered the host, rotated rotated everybody right. here, but you know, surprisingly, a lot of really interesting stuff um, to talk about this week. Paul saying right now, Broncos plus two ninety five. I'm gonna take that. As soon as, yeah, as, I don't soon know as soon as we're I'm going to go get that. Yeah. Um, lots, lots to talk about this week. We weren't really expecting that based on the matchups coming into the week, but there was just a ton, a ton that happened. Um, so thank you, everyone, for staying with us. Audio listeners, thank you so much, especially if you made it all this all this way. Reminder that it is a YouTube live stream. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, subscribe, get notified of when we go, anytime we go live. Um, Scott, any final words? Nope. Thank you for uh, tolerating my lateness. I appreciate it. Uh, well, you, I, I would dock your pay, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, once again, we're part of the Maddie Ice Media Network. Go to MaddieIceMedia.com. All sorts of other great podcasts there covering other sports, other topics, all sorts of everything. We'll see everybody next Tuesday. Peace.